You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, so uh, it's our best of the year Here we go. Uh, list. Uh, yeah, everybody's been uh, clamoring I, I for know. our list. I hope so. And, uh, uh, so we're, so we're going to go through the list the way that we usually do and everything. Uh, we just, like right now, um, the yeah. Oscar nominations came out. Yeah. So I'm going to go through those, but I'm going to go through them like, you know, very quickly. Right. Um, we're not going to overly talk about them. And I'm going to uh, do like a quick compare and contrast with the Critics' Choice Awards, um, which... Uh, I'll tell you, in almost every way, I like the Critics' Choice better. <laughs> even it's though a little biased, but you'll play it straight. Even though you know? they are they are very similar. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to, uh, like I said, then we're just going to go through our best of the year list. And so that means I should mention that next week, yeah, uh, the, real fu- the real the fun real begins. Fun. <laughs> Uh, with our with our worst list. What did you hate more than anything? And uh, I think it's awesome, just it. since I have to mention the worst list, uh, you know, like, I guess the Razzies came out. And oh, dude. I, you know, I've only seen, like, people talking about it. I haven't bothered yet. I haven't decided that I have time, even yeah. though it would take, like, five seconds, right? <laughs> yeah. I haven't decided that I have time to go look at what they are. Mm-hmm. But... You do know uh, the big thing. No. Oh. I, I know nothing. Um, but you you get a little bit of this every year. But it, what you have had so far already this year is that people are just bashing on the Razzies existing at all. <laughs> I have seen yeah. so much <laughs> uh, internet, websites, whatever, um, various places just going, all right, look, let's be done with the Razzies. Right. And I'm like, wow, this is like... Uh, I want the Razzies. I, I don't know exactly what happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that really set everyone off. Yeah. Um, except the only thing that I do know in a positive way about them is that uh, it was like uh, Bruce Willis got his own category. <laughs> this because is what he I was got saying. like so many he like, nominations. He got like that, eight in a year. Right. And that's the most ever for anyone ever. And at this point, I think he just, you know, he, Bruce is not I taking think he's my, after him. He's not taking my calls for a couple of years. But if he's listening, you should lean into it. Really lean into this hard now and just go full Razzie for the rest of the next year and a half and, you know, beat that, beat that, uh, that record by far. So no one will ever come back to it again. And then just, you know, do whatever you want. Come back with some sort of resurrected, uh, Pulp Fiction like performance and remind everybody how good you can be, but really lean into it. Just own it. Be the villain. Uh, all right, so I'm just going to run through the Oscar nominations uh, real fast, and then we'll uh, jump into... And uh, yeah. So I started writing up my best of the year list, too, um, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to publish it and then yeah. <laughs> and then do the podcast. So Sure. Uh, but I started writing it up, and it was funny when I uh, opened trying to write it up, I'm like, you know, I feel like every year I say this is a weird year for movies, right? Yeah. 
This one, however, is actually a weird year. I was going to say, this is a very weird year. <laughs> this one, uh, one kind of counts in a whole other level. Um, releases and mm-hmm. nothing comes out and pandemic and all this various things that lead to it being weird and things getting pushed back and things that might have come out this year that now, you know, aren't even out. Yeah. Um, but it is a weird year in my list, uh, particularly... Because there are so many things that so many people like or profess to like <laughs> or whatever that I just was like, Neh. I mean, there there usually aren't uh, <clears throat> there usually aren't this many things that people are really wild about in a big way that uh, actually never had any chance of being on my list at all yeah. like they're usually the things that are in the front i'm like okay well maybe almost and maybe it wouldn't make it on the list but anyway so right. there's that um so okay we're gonna run through the oscars real quick and in a strange order maybe and i don't know why this is the order but it was like as the things were like rolling out when the presentation happened or whatever the yeah. sites were <laughs> updating everything and uh, all right. So anyway, actress, you got uh, Jessica Chastain for Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for The Ricardos, Being the Ricardos, Kristen Stewart for Spencer. And I should say, too, in a lot of these categories, uh, like the Critics' Choice will have six and the Oscars will only have five anyway. So if the Critics' Choice has something else, it's not necessarily you know, that there was a snub happening, but there's one more. So you have to like factor that into what got Mm -hmm. robbed and what didn't get robbed or whatever. Right. So, uh, moving to the critics choice, the way that changes things is the critics choice did not nominate Penelope Cruz. And I'll say parallel mothers probably got, uh, some help by everything being late. I don't think people were talking about it so much until, uh, after when, you know, things would have happened or whatever. I don't know. But um, so the Critics' Choice did not nominate that. And the Critics' Choice did nominate Lady Gaga for House of Gucci, which I'm okay with losing that. And the Critics' Choice uh, did nominate uh, Alana Heim for Licorice Pizza, which I'm pretty happy with them doing that. Um, uh-huh. Although, you know, I don't know. That's not really like a snub if you trade that for Penelope Cruz, exactly, you know, whatever. But I do think it's cool that we nominated it. And, uh, okay, Best Picture. This one is kind of interesting. Uh, So you got Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. And those are all exactly the same. except that the Oscars nominated Drive My Car, the foreign movie out of Japan that everyone is insane about. about. Uh, They nominated that, and uh, the Critics' Choice did not, and instead nominated Tick, Tick, Boom, which is... The only difference, but... Which is ridiculous. (laughs) So, not that it's the only ridiculous thing among those nominations, but they're exactly the same except for that one switch. Okay, um... And like I said, I'm totally going to like run through this really fast. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so actor, you've got uh, Javier Bardem for being with the Ricardos, which, I mean, I like him. I don't exactly agree with it, let's say. 
and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, Denzel Washington for Macbeth. Those are uh, all the same on the Critics' Choice side, except Critics' Choice did not nominate Javier Bardem, and instead, because you got the six, right, Nicolas Cage for Pig and Peter Dinklage for Cyrano, which I like both of those better than Javier and Will Smith, frankly. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, um, so that's the that's the switch there. Then you got supporting actor. Uh, people were kind of instantly thinking the supporting actor was slightly odd this morning when these were being announced because you got Kieran Hines for Belfast. Uh, Troy Kotzer for Coda. Jesse Plemons is the weird mm-hmm. one, kind of, for Power of the Dog. Right. Um, because he's, like, kind of the also nominee. Um, J.K. Simmons for Being the Ricardos and Cody Smith-McPhee for The Power of the Dog. And so if you look at <clears throat> the Critics' Choice, comparing those, Jesse Plemons did not get it from the Critics' Choice. Instead, uh, you've got Jamie Dornan in Belfast and Jared Leto in House of Gucci, which... Right. As I think I've already said a couple of times on the show, I do not like Hasaguchi much, but he was good. Yeah, <laughs> so he was the only good. Yeah, I really, mean, he, he was the only one in the he, movie that he they were was trying fun. To. He, he yeah. was really good in that role. Uh, okay, so then supporting actress, you got uh, Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter, Ariana Debose uh, in West Side Story, Judy Dench in Belfast, Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog. And uh, Anjanu Ellis in King Richard. And so those are the same-ish, right? Some of those crossover, but you don't... The Critics' Choice didn't nominate Jesse Buckley or Judy Dench and instead nominated Katrina Baff in Belfast and Dowd in Mass and Rita Moreno in West Side Story, which as much as I hate West Side Story, I mean, I kind of... All right, fine, Rita Moreno. Mm-hmm. She was, I mean, she right. was good, I guess. Um, I not everyone that. in that movie was horrible, but <coughs> but whatever. And you know, <laughs> I, you know, I'm just, I'm not in love with the Judy Dench either, uh, especially when what's happening is that you're doing it over Katrina Bath in the same movie, right. um, because you know Judy Dench is good. She's not in it very much. And, and, you know, I don't know, just with that whole movie, it just seems like a weird uh, picking the one over the other in the same movie. That feels like what we've talked about before, and you you articulate better more often, which is, well, Steven Spielberg made a movie, so... Right, so West Side Story is going to... if Dame Judy is in a film, we're not going to disrespect her. Yeah, that's... uh, Because you're right, she's in one scene that's impactful, but it's not big. Right. Um, All right, and uh, director is uh, kind of interesting, too, because um, you got Kenneth Branagh uh, for Belfast, and then you've got, like, I'm going to do my best, right? It's uh, Ryusuke Hamaguchi mm. for Drive good. My Car. So now, now you've got the right. Drive My Car also getting director, uh, which I'm not so sure about, um, even if you love the movie. Uh, and then you've got uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. So when you translate that over to the Critics' Choice, they're all the same except Drive My Car. But then the Critics' Choice adds uh, Guillermo del Toro for Nightmare Alley 
and Dennis Villeneuve for Dune. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, I don't know. I like that better. (laughs) I like the, I like those. I don't problem with that. I like those two uh, better in that category. All right. Animated movie. You've got Encanto, Flea, Luca, Mitchell's versus the machines and Ray and the last dragon, which is exactly the same as the critics choice. Uh, And I'll say again, I don't love Luca in there when you've got bell, the, the foreign movie, which was uh, awesome, right? Um, Okay. Anyway, uh, cinematography. uh, You got Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Those are all exactly the same as the Critics' Choice, except the Critics' Choice has one more and adds Belfast. So that's that's as close as that's going to get. You got almost the same thing happens in costume design. So you got uh, Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. And in this one, uh, for the Critics' Choice, they didn't nominate Cyrano and instead nominated House of Gucci. And, uh, you know, on this one, I got to go with the Oscars, right? I'd, I'd rather have Cyrano than House of Gucci. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then Best Editing, you got uh, Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. And this one is where things actually get very different between the two because the Critics' Choice did nominate Dune and Power of the Dog um, but did not nominate Don't Look Up, King Richard, or Tick, Tick, Boom and Hooray for Them (laughs) and uh, instead nominated West Side Story, Belfast, and Licorice Pizza. And and I would would go way with the Critics' Choice there over uh, the Oscars. Um, foreign movie, uh, foreign movie kind of sucks now. It's actually international (laughs) feature for the Oscars or whatever, but, uh, I mean, that kind of sucks at this point as a category, right? Right. Uh, you got drive my car, right? But it's nominated for best international and best picture. So like, how's it not going to win international? That would just, you'd be calling yourself stupid. Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's like the parasite problem. How could, right. It's like, how could one of the other international features Mm -hmm. win as better than drive my car? Right. And then not win it. And then not have been nominated (laughs) for best picture. That would, it would make no sense now. So that's weird. But their nominees are drive my car, flee, uh, the hand of God, uh, the surprise here is a movie called Lunana, A Yak in the Classroom, and then uh, The Worst Person in the World. And uh, so it's a surprise because for the Critics' Choice, they did not nominate that one that I just said is a surprise. So that's mm-hmm. why it's a surprise. And instead nominated A Hero, which is uh, another movie. Um, I believe it's uh, Iran. Yeah. <laughs> um and and that movie's been getting like tons of Crazy. attention as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, frankly, all of the international nominees right. have have tons of uh, you know push behind them, uh, except that one, which yeah. is just a, a weird outlier surprise. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened there. Uh, okay, and then uh, we got makeup. Now here are the Oscars. I I feel like went absolutely goofy in <laughs> in some. Like, I don't know what happened here. This is like one of the weirdest things I've ever seen okay. in, in nominees. So you got Cruella, Dune, uh, Eyes of Tammy Faye, and House of Gucci. All those, you're like, all right, whatever. Sure. All of those are also the Critics' Choice nominate, nominees. Uh, 
The Critics' Choice adds Nightmare Alley. Mm-hmm. So you got that, which the Oscars did not nominate. The Oscars instead nominated Coming to America, mm-hmm. which is just like batshit insane. Yeah. Like, the, I don't know what. I, I don't know. That is like, uh, I mean, somebody gamed the system somehow or yeah. stole. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. That that one is just nutso. Um, okay. Uh, and like we're almost done here. Sco- best score, uh, the Oscars nominated Don't Look Up, Dune, Encanto, Parallel Mothers, and Power of the Dog. And the Critics' Choice, those are like the same except uh, not Encanto, not Parallel Mothers, and instead Spencer and Nightmare Alley. And I kind of got to give that to the Critics' Choice too. Uh, I, I don't like, I don't like Nightmare Alley not getting nominated no matter what else it's replacing. Like that movie, I thought had a great score. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then song, which at this point, uh, we're into lands that I don't care about. Right. right. <laughs> the differences now are not that. Um, yeah. So the Oscars nominate Be Alive from King Richard, mm-hmm. Dos Orguitos from Encanto, Down to Joy in Belfast, No Time to Die from No Time to Die. And uh, Somehow You Do from Four Good Days, which is a, uh, maybe a bit of a surprise one that kind of came out of not nowhere, but you know, kind of a surprise. So uh, translating that over to the critics choice, critics choice did not nominate down to joy from Belfast or that somehow you do from four good days and instead nominated two uh, goofball, stupid songs. So (laughs) Uh, Guns Go Bang from Harder They Fall mm-hmm. and Just Look Up from Don't Look Up, mm-hmm. which is just a fantastically right. stupid song. Uh, it's like it's a good song in the sense that it's purposely silly or something. Can't I believe Tick Tick Boom didn't take anything good. in any of those. Like, nah. tons of songs in there. Uh, okay, and then uh, so now we got production <laughs> design. Uh, the Oscars are Dune, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog. Uh, Tragedy of Macbeth and West Side Story. And for the Critics' Choice, we change uh, Power of the Dog and the Tragedy of Macbeth for Belfast and the French Dispatch, which uh, right. I got to give you that one too. Uh, right. I like those nominees better. Uh, visual effects, you got Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi, and Spider-Man uh, are all the biz- visual effects. Critics' Choice, again, we like Trade Out 2, where they did not, the, the Critics' Choice, we, I guess, did not nominate uh, Free Guy or Spider-Man and instead nominated Matrix Resurrections and Nightmare Alley. And, uh, you know, I, I like having Nightmare Alley better, um, but whatever. I mean, it's, yeah. I don't know, it's not the biggest deal. Uh, adapted Screenplay... Uh, the Oscars nominated Coda, Drive My Car, again. I mean, now it's like, imagine that losing <laughs> international. <laughs> All right, so Coda, Drive My right, Car, Dune, <laughs> the, Lo- the Lost Daughter, and Power of the Dog. The critics' choice there are all the same, except Drive My Car gets replaced with West Side Story. And if that's the only difference, I got to give that to the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like clearly. <laughs> and finally, uh, because this is like weird order, 
best original screenplay uh and and I I actually love the Oscars uh way better on this one, right? Best original screenplay, Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza and The Worst Person in the World where the critics choice instead replaced The Worst Person in the World with Being the Ricardos and I think if those are the if that's if that's the choice of what's different then the oscars win that one yeah uh handily um all right so now uh we got all through that and now we get to get on to our list so as i said and we usually you know kind of do this a little bit it's a little different for me uh I had mentioned leading up to this a couple of different times that this list was like really easy and yeah. it turned out that it was kind of hard at the end. So um, it was uh, really easy in the sense that let's say like one through eight were like stupid easy right. <laughs> and, and all that was easy. And then what happened was it, it's a very weird year, especially right? Because, uh, nine and 10 ended up being kind of hard because it was like nine through like 14 or 15 were like really struggling with me and have to confess my own problems because, uh, I make up the rules. Right. Uh, I, I finally settled on a tie at 10. So you have a tie. You have yeah, two. Oh, I, you cheat. I, I have, cheating? I have an Early. extra at top oh, at God. 10. But he you wouldn't let. But me here's do that. here's what's even weirder. You'd say yeah, sure. You I gotta, would. <laughs> <laughs> so here's That's what's crazy. even weirder is that like you get like nine to like maybe fourteen, and it was really hard. What is going to be on the list? What counts? And what am I leaving off? And it was like ugly, right? Yeah. But the thing that's really weird is that if we went to twenty. Instead of like, if we went to right. 15, sure. I'd go, oh, sweet. Easy. Right. I'd yeah. have like 15. Yeah, no, I know. If we went to 20, right. By the time we got to 20, I would end up with movies that I was like, you know, I mean, find this. Right? right. Like once you get past those last ones, after that, it was really movies that I was pretty mediocre on. Yeah. And I, and like 20, I'd be going, I mean, hooray for you. You got 20, but. <laughs> right, but still, I don't even like you that much, which is which is weird. <laughs> that is really weird. Most years, I've got like thirty where I really liked them, and yeah. they and they may not be worth getting anywhere near the top ten. Right, but I still but, but I still really liked them. Mm-hmm. And this year, <laughs> you got like fifteen movies I really liked, and then man, it's just like a cliff. It falls oh. fast. <laughs> like right. it is. Yeah, you're gone. So I have uh, several things of movies that I the, several little sets of movies before I even get into the list <laughs> okay. that I, that I just want to talk about, right? Yeah. So the first one is, uh, and, and this will this will all hopefully be pretty quick, right? But the first one is movies that are going to be on a lot of other people's top ten lists, right? That are not on my t- top ten list, and I and I kind of really don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, right? right? So, you know, if you're listening, if you're looking at a list, you want to know where your right. critic falls in line you with and the Mark world and whatever, and right? The answer is laughably no. So, so right. So, the uh, so those <laughs> movies are West Side Story, right. which I really didn't like, 
In the Heights, which was like, it was kind of okay, but I didn't get a lot out of it. Tick, Tick, Boom, which is in the exact same place. I Like, I don't, for me, you have to really want to be invited to like a Tony Award party. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not sure what you're getting out of that movie. These are it's rough because I hear, I that hear these right? before my top ten. And if they're in there, I'm like, now I'm two inches tall. That's right. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> the Green Knight, yeah. which uh, is on a lot of people's lists. In, uh, yeah, it's on a lot of people's lists. In a certain way, Like I really have a lot of respect for the movie. There's a lot of positive things in that movie, right? Ultimately, uh, I thought... This is an example of somebody taking like one of the world's oldest recorded stories that still has any traction, right? That right, people still, still talk about or yeah, whatever. Right. And going, eh, I can make that story better. And I'm like, what what the hell? Why am I watching this? Right. Like it's I, I don't know, it's really weird. But there is a lot of, you know, stuff that's good in it. I yeah. mean, too. But for me, by the time it was over, I was just like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm out, basically. Yeah. And uh, the final one in that list is uh, Come On, Come On, uh, which... Wow, that's high on a lot of people's lists. Uh, that one is pretty high on a lot of people's lists. Yeah. And it is a it is a good movie. Right. I know. Um, I, but I still, I was, you know, I was just like, uh, I don't know. I had a very meh Sometimes kind of you can look reaction, at a film, yeah. you look at a film like Come On, Come On, and you're like, I saw 11 better. Right. And, you it, know, like, and it was it, like, it, is what um, it, is. it reminded me, trying to think back on it, it reminded me of a marriage story. Yeah. Where a lot of people were gaga over it. And I was like, really? Get it. Like, I guess. Like, that's what yeah. you're so right. interested in. I don't right. know. I didn't love that one. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, then, okay. So the next little group, right, is, <laughs> is movies that are probably in the same category. People are mentioning them as being on their list somewhere, maybe not in the top. And I liked them. Right. They just weren't really especially in the running. And those are The Power of the Dog, Nightmare Alley, mm. Annette, Encanto, yeah. Passing, and Last Night in Soho. Yeah. Which uh, all all were good. I mm-hmm. like I'm okay with those movies. Like I said, they're maybe they're twenty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're fighting <laughs> for like the twenty spot, and I'm yeah. like, eh, you know. Okay. And then my other list is uh, <laughs> you got three pre lists. I got two. For a guy I got that two hates more. Lists. You make so many lists. Well, this isn't really a list. It's just a group <laughs> okay, of well, movies. That's, right? Okay, that's fair. Okay, Oops. so the next one, right? This one is <laughs> movies that were really almost in the top ten. Like these were these, these were, were the like just the missed. honorable mentions. These are the ones I would make, yeah. up or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, the card counter, uh, which yep. was super cool. Licorice pizza. Shiva Baby, which is a movie oh, yeah. that if no one, if you haven't seen that, try and find it because it is really cool. Huh. It is a re- I haven't seen it. it. I've heard it's a lot a real, of good stuff. Really good, really cool movie. Spencer, uh, Tatane, uh, Bell, Drive My Car, and uh, Bergman Island, which is a movie that probably oh, people yeah. don't know, but it's got. <clears throat> Tim Roth yeah. and uh, Mia Wasikowski. Yeah, right. I always mess up. And uh, and and lots of other people. Tom, but um, yeah. uh, but it's a really cool movie about these two filmmakers who go to the island where you know Bergman filmed movies and right. whatever. And then it's like reality and <laughs> yeah. blurs and yeah, you sure. know whatever. 
Um, but it's really cool. And Tim Roth is awesome. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, and, uh, you know, one of the things with Tim Roth for me is if you just look through his list of movies he's made yeah, and you'll five, find like five or six that you never heard of, right. like find those movies and yeah, go watch go them. Watch he's them. in movies that no one knows, uh, that are just awesome. Right. Yeah. And a really good one. Cause I'll throw it out for no reason is uh, the legend of 1900, which is a kind of an older movie. Mm. I mean, it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe like 10 years ago or something. 10, 12 years ago. Um, anyway, so those are my movies that are really, really, really close. close okay. But did not quite make it. And finally, uh, <laughs> this is my list of movies, uh, that really have nothing to do with the top 10. <laughs> right. What? But they're just uh, like they're not. Really, you just want to give them. They're some not time. really in the running for me. They're right. just like movies that were really good okay. uh, that I want to mention. Even though, like, so Mitchell's versus the Machines is on this list, right? Yeah, it's right. good, but it's not like it never had any chance of right. being in my top. But it's good. Right. And uh, and ra- uh, similarly animated, it's really weird. There's usually I usually have an animated at movie, least, right? Yeah. Um, Ray and the Last Dragon, which I actually like better than Mitchell's versus the Machines, yeah. and probably most animated right. things that get a lot of attention, right? Yeah. Uh, okay, so The Guilty, yeah, Moxie, which yep. uh, I had to look back and go, that was this year, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> because it was a long time ago. Um, Nobody. Which was a really cool movie that for me kind of crashed at the end, but I, but I really liked that, that movie. Was a blast. It, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Kate, which is um, yeah. like nobody but <laughs> somebody else doing it, <laughs> right. kind of a thing, and it's really screwy and it yeah. has a goofball premise and a lot of stuff that happens is pretty stupid, but it was really fun mm-hmm. and uh, I liked it. Uh, and then the map of tiny pretty things, which is an Amazon movie that uh, a lot of people may not have heard of. It's like a Groundhog Day movie. It's like Groundhog and like that Palm Springs movie because there's a guy and a girl trapped in the same day. And, you know, that movie for me, I was really bummed uh, by the time I got like halfway through that movie because it clearly didn't have... uh, it, It was like just under how much budget would have really helped it. If it had like a little bit more money to play with, uh, in that movie and they could have done things just a little bit differently. Uh, that would have, that would have been like a big movie and it's really hard because it's just like groundhog day again or whatever. Like how many of these are we going to have? Because like, there's a lot of them now. (laughs) Right. right? Um, but it was, that it was a really cool movie and, uh, it, like I said, it's not, it wasn't, you know, in the running or anything, but, yeah, right, it, but, but it was a fun, cool movie. Yeah. Okay. So that's everything I've got out Jeez. of the way. Right. Yeah. So now, uh, just me babbling straight for like a half hour. So before we get to the list, do you have, uh, anything that you want to shout out yeah. or have your honorable <clears throat> mentions? Or? Here's a quick preface. Again, everybody, we've been doing this for many years but for anybody who's new, um, Mark's list is going to be with best and worst. <clears throat> Excuse me. And especially he can shine here with the Can't Win Awards. He's going to do every film he's seen in the last year. 
And and my list is more constrained. I do every film that we've done for the podcast. So if and there are rare rare exceptions, which is why we really try to hit tons of movies at the we end do. of the year. It's real, even it, if it's a blast. Even if we do like five in one show well, and talk about it for three minutes, because I, I was then looking, we'll have hit it. We'll have officially, hit it, right? And we right. can cover it in. It, it's almost like when films get a release date, you know, December 29th, so they can be in contention right, for right. things. So my list is going to be vastly different than yours with probably a few duplicates because there are some films we both just loved. Um, I had an interesting moment because I was looking back over my list and there was a film I almost put on here because it qualifies, but I I think you would have not been happy. It was your number one film for last year, Promising Young Woman. Oh, yeah. I didn't see it last year. Right, right. You did, right. and it came out on Christmas Day, and I actually didn't actually see it until the 3rd of January. So not only was right, it right. technically a 2021 movie, this gets a special notice because this, I have two lists on my phone right now. One of them includes Promising Young Woman right. because in my heart, it should be on the list. It was so good, <laughs> and it was your number one movie last year, so you can't disagree. But technically, I can disagree with when it came technically, out. Technically, <laughs> but tec- well, no, you can't disagree when it came out. It came out last year, right? But but it doesn't seem to qualify. And the bad thing is, it didn't make my list last year because I didn't see it, right? And I feel like it's sort of passively disqualified this year because it came out last year and right, it was on right. your list. So, like, what am I going to do? Like, we'll do our list, and then the, now you're like, "Parasites and, my number and, one." And, you know, and we, we can't. And we keep had doing not that. covered it on the show right. by the end of the year. So, so I'm, I'm saying this by I'm saying this by way of saying to sidestep a groan from you to keep the list sort of its integrity on what I'm trying to do. Every once in a while, I'll throw one in. Last year, I threw Memories of Murder in because I saw it and I, I loved it. Right. And we didn't cover it, and the film was technically though it had been re-released, and that's how I saw it. Technically, the film was like 12 years old. Right. So it's almost like watching Jaws for the first time and being like, dude, you got to see this movie. Now, it counts. Right. So amongst my friends, we have lists where they're you know new to me. Right, you know, right. And then there are films that come out in the calendar year. And my list is, for the most part, all films that came out. But I wanted to make a special mention that Promising Young Woman was great. I loved it. And it would have been in the top of my list. Right. And it's too bad because I got, I got screwed out of it. I right. can't, it, it didn't make either list. Right. I, I thought if I read too many of these, it will tip a bit. It'll tell you because if I say something like, um, well, I mean, I, didn't, I don't care I didn't if you put, give it away. <clears throat> well, no, if I say something like I didn't put no time to die on my list, right. you know, now you're like, okay, no time to die is not on his list. You know, if I put something like I didn't put uh, the latest Fast and the Furious film on my list, like I, I know why it's not on this list. It's going to make an appearance on the next list. So there's a couple small ones that I'll say. Uh, nobody didn't make it. Don't look up. Didn't make it. Um, Love and Monsters, which I saw so early in the year. Oh, yeah, I yeah. love that film. It was so much fun. Didn't make it. Uh, Adam's Family Two, which again, uh, kind of a fun family film that surprised me. I liked it a lot. Didn't make it. And a film when I first started watching, the, like I'm 30 minutes in, and I thought this is going to be an easy list maker. Uh, fell apart hard late, and it was I care a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember loving that in the beginning of the year, thinking this is yeah. so genius, so wonderful, so thoughtful, so paced. So, And I was dialed into Promising Young Woman. I can't like these strong female movies about revenge and justice, and it just it just didn't land it for me. So if, if I could have, I would have put Promising Young Woman on my list, but the others 
The others are on my list and some, I think there's a couple on here. I think you're going to scoff at, but when I looked back over the list of films that I could make, it did the same thing for you as it did for me, even though you saw vastly different films than I did. There were only a small handful that were, okay, that's one, two, and three. That's probably four or five. And then there was just a gulf of things where everything was sort of middle ground. Right. And I had to pick what was the best of the middle ground. What did I enjoy the most out of the middle ground? And that's the bottom of my list. Right. And, so, that and we'll is, get to it in a second. And, that, we're, I mean, and that's a bummer of a... It's a weird bad year because they shouldn't yeah, be yeah. that way. Right. The, the best of the middle ground shouldn't be it. It should be everybody in eight, nine, and ten should be fist fighting to stay on that right. list. And it right. wasn't that way this year. Yeah. So, and especially list. because, uh, like I said, this is a weird yeah. year for me and weird for, and for you, yeah. because a lot of the movies, you know, that like I just went through yeah. of everyone loves them and they didn't land with me yeah. the same way. Uh, now, now what movies? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, right. so anyway, all right. So we're going to, uh, jump right in here and I'm going to tell you, yeah. as I just said, I have a, t- I, I have a tie at 10 and I'm, Sticking Jeez. to it. This is so, uh, so my tie at 10. And I'll tell you, it was really <laughs> close. I can, I'll say right now, because un, until like the last minute, Bergman Island was, it was in is, there. Is like 11. Like Bergman <sighs> Island good. is like the movie where. That's cool. Because, uh, man, I like that movie. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so my tie at 10 is Dune and uh, The Last Duel. Ooh, okay. Is my 10 tie. And I was like, Man, it just came down to wow. like these five movies that I just kept going round and round in circles. And finally, I'm like, look, I, I have to pick two of these five movies to be 10 because <laughs> because it it's really almost like a five way tie, really. Uh, you know, <laughs> you I mean, it's like that. it's you know, like I got on. all these no, movies are giving me, you know, very similar stories about why they deserve to be 10. Yeah. So. All right. So those movies are my 10. Man, that's interesting. That's funny. Um, my 10th is Mitchell's versus the Machines. And it's not because I feel like there has to be an animated film on the list, though I kind of feel like there should be an animated film on the list. When I looked at... I do too. When I looked at the list and there was some other films on there, um, Encanto, Luca, you know, I hadn't seen Flea yet. And I feel like if I see right. Flea in time, it would have made the list, but there wasn't enough time. Uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines, you actually suggested to me and you threw it out kind of like no big deal, but I didn't have anything to do that that evening. Went home, fired it up, and I cracked up. Right. It was such a good time, and it was a surprising good time that it stuck with me. I thought about it off and on about how much fun it was. Right. Good time. Right. So that's 10. Um, and then we do like a snake uh, draft, so I go yeah, nine. Right. Nine for me was The Lost Daughter, and that was probably going to be a very high film on my list until the last 25 minutes. And for me, that film just falls apart and really knocks its legs out. I don't think that film knew what it was doing to get to the end. And I didn't necessarily think it was going to go the way it did. But for the first hour, barring the first few minutes, the first hour of the film got me feeling like nocturnal animals. Like oh, it got yeah, me yeah, feeling right. kind of strangely uncomfortable. Like you're putting all these people in these positions. You're not in America. So norms, I don't know. And in Greece with all of these things and all of these confinements and all of these characters, God, I really don't know. And everybody's sort of acting weird. And, and the way that Maggie Gyllenhaal 
films certain things. There were lingering shots of people doing strange things. And you just feel like on edge. Right. And I loved that feeling. And it couldn't come close to delivering. You know, it was, I mean, and it sounds like I'm bashing on the film. I just, there were a few films strangely on my list that we're going to hear in just a, just a few minutes. I loved the film. I did not like the ending at all. Oh yeah. So lost daughter for me, lost a bit on the, on the end, but it was really interesting. And Olivia Coleman in a strange sort of uh, nod back to back, she's in Mitchell's versus the machines and she's in the lost daughter and she's great in both of them in very different ways. Right. So, okay. Uh, all right, my nine is uh, Coda or yeah. Children of Deaf Adults, and uh, you know it's nominated for Best Picture, uh, both the Oscars and the Critics' Choice. And it, uh, for me, it's probably the movie that uh, is most getting at least some attention, uh, and yet is a movie uh, people are least interested to stop avoiding or whatever Um, because it, you know, it's a strange, you know, here I'll date myself like a lot, right? (laughs) Which we do a lot. If you're wandering the aisles of the blockbuster, (laughs) here we go. Right. It's not, it's not a movie that you go, Oh yeah, I have to see that one. It doesn't matter if it puts Oscar nominated for best picture on it. Right. You look at that, you flip it over, you look at the back and you go, eh, that's not what I want to do tonight or whatever. Uh, and, and it's all misleading. It's a, it's a way better movie and it's a different movie than you might expect. Um, it's, it's really a lot of fun in a strange way because that's not what you would expect anyone to say about it. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, and it's, it's like great acting and it's really, really well made. Uh, it's really good movie. So that's my nine. Okay. Uh, okay. And then, so my eight is the lost daughter Yeah, and probably, probably for exactly the same reason. Um, I love everything about the movie. Yeah. Uh, even theoretically, I like the end. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, but in actual execution, I just didn't Didn't love the end, which does not make it a Terrible no. movie, no, right? No, not at all. Because it's still eight. Right. But by the time it ends, I'm like, oh, man. Missed. Like, Missed opportunity. Yeah, you had just, me. Um, yeah. It, yeah, I get it. I, I think it could have been, uh, you know, we just could have somehow, you know, parked cleaner yeah. or whatever, yep. right? Yep. Um, totally. But for so much of the movie, great. You know, just like you said, I was like, oh my God. And Olivia Coleman is awesome. And uh, they're just, there is so much uh, going on with the movie that, quite frankly, I think really is uh, a surprise for Maggie Gyllenhaal yeah. being in charge of this movie in like every way. Yep. And you're like, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, know, I, I mean, and uh, you know, not to try and imply anything bad about her. Nope. Just unexpected. Just right. un, you know, un, who knew she could do that? Right. Like, because I, how would you know? Right. right? Um, right. But man, just a very impressive movie in so many ways. I just, you know, this movie. I feel like really this movie should be like three. Yeah. And it can only get to eight be right. because it's just, I, yeah, I didn't love the yeah. movie. Okay, so that's my eight. Totally, totally agree. Eight for me. Eight for me is, where is eight? Eight for me is Dune. 
And and I love Dune very much, despite not being uh, as much of a. I don't know what do they call Dune you, people? Your you Dune heads, Sandheads. Dune you? higher than me. That's I did. Pretty interesting. I did. And and but I love. <clears throat> whereas you love the source materials more than I. I like. I don't know. Maybe you disagree with this. I feel like I like Denis Villeneuve's films more than you. Yeah, probably. So I liked the not, style not that I don't like. Either, no, you. But yeah. I mean, again, we're we're. Yeah. Seven, uh, I don't know if it'll surprise anybody. It it both a little surprised me and, and didn't. It's the French Dispatch. Ah, cool. After after watching it again, you know, I'm reminded that sometimes you can be in the mood for something and still not take it in the way you would normally have been in. And when I first saw it, I thought I was in the mood for it. I, it's so much better. It's it's oh, not even right, it's yeah. not even like there's. Uh, M Night Twist, or you see something backwards. Like it's just, it's just more fun. It was more enjoyable. It was more personable. It was just like living in Wes Anderson's world all over again. Well, so, and, and, and you know that that is the thing. I think uh, you you have to say, uh, yeah. and I'll say it because obviously everyone knows that it's going to be really high on my list, right? But um, for I think for any of his movies, right? Yeah, I do too. You gotta at least have some idea what you're getting. Okay, so um, so that's my seven. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Yeah. Um, okay, my seven is uh, the souvenir part two. Yeah, which is, um, you know, we didn't cover it, and uh, I think fair enough because it's a it's a sequel in a way that is unusual, and it it's a you know. It, kind of art house indie-ish yeah. you know thing and uh and we just and we just didn't get to it any anyway i mean we were uh really trying to nail down a, a ton of things yeah. and not get into as many things as we wanted to anyway uh and and what i mean by saying it's a strange sequel is like it's a sequel like it it's really the second part of the same movie it's almost like you know when the next dune comes out right Right. It's like technically it, a sequel, but right. Technically it's a sequel, but really it's just the same yeah, movie. Right. Like uh, su- the souvenir too. like really just it's right after yeah. uh, stuff and it keeps going. And uh, and this movie for me, um, you know, when the first one came out, I put that uh, pretty big uh, somewhere. Yeah. I don't remember. I'd have to go look. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Um but this one is this is the uh, weird one for me because I mean and maybe it's not because technically it's not a sequel in some way but it was even better for me than the first one uh, and and it's such a weird cool. it's such a weird weird thing this whole movie but it's just it's like very autobiographical yeah. anyway and it's you know certain parts are changed and you know, I don't know, made a little bigger than what actually happened or, you know, whatever. But this movie, this one for me is just, uh, it's kind of like all the acting and all the ability to make a mood out of things that don't seem like they should be making that mood. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. and, uh, any, anyway, uh, we're not going to like completely cover any movie that we <laughs> happen to mention, yeah. but that, that one's for me is, uh, my seven. So six for you. And uh, my six is Belfast, Belfast. Uh, which, uh, you know, was actually, I mean, everyone says it's great and it's Kenneth Branagh, so everyone's going to automatically say it's great anyway. But uh, it was really surprising for me how much I liked it. 
Um, and it might possibly be as high as it is uh, because of the surprise yeah. of that. So, you know, my expectations may be uh, playing with what rating I give a movie or something like that, because I expected this to be like, okay. Right. You know, but, uh, I think Kenneth Branagh really, um, I would expect him to be worse talking about himself. Right. Right. Um, because I feel like when I don't like his movies, it's because I think he thinks too much of himself, you know? And, uh, and so you go, oh, well, here's a movie where he's just talking about his, his own life and himself. And you go, oh, hooray. Right. <laughs> this will be Kenneth Branagh, you know. And, uh, and no, I thought uh, almost everything about the movie was great. Uh, I was surprised at weird little things uh-huh. that didn't even necessarily have to be in the movie at all, but were, and it was great that they were, yeah. and, you know, all, so anyway. Yeah. Like I said, we're not going to, you know, re-review anything, but my six is Belfast. So, uh, all right, that was all my right. seven and six. Six for me is Belfast. So oh. it's pretty easy. Um, and again, like, like I'll reiterate what you just said, which is there are certain films we just want to touch on quick. Others we covered. You can go listen to the podcast sure, where we talk right, about it right. for a little bit more. Um, I feel almost exactly the the exact same way, which is it snuck up on me and I found out that I I found that I enjoyed it more than I thought. And I think it's because my expectations were really tempered. But the little things made the movie overall for me more than the big things. Yeah, yeah. And the little things are the things that I keep telling people. And I realize these aren't even major plot points. These are just <laughs> things that were small right. affectations that I found to be very human and memorable. So, and and I six. think, um, you know, not that we're going to go into everything, but but man, whoever found that kid, yeah, yeah, because he was great. He's great. He was, and really it's hard great. to find the kid. Yeah. Um, five for me is Nightmare Alley, and I am not at all surprised that I liked this film much more than you. Um, even though when I was watching it, and I remember your criticism of it, I see it. I see it. It's there. You know, I think I like Guillermo del Toro more than you anyway. So I'm a bit more forgiving as long as it's not Crimson Peak. That was harder. I, I didn't love the end of this film. Not the end end, but the end. Um, I didn't love the end of the film. I thought it was too transparent and too telegraphed, but I loved, loved, loved getting there. Yeah. It just, it was so much fun. It was working on all cylinders. It was stunningly beautiful the cinematography which we're not supposed to talk about too much because you know blah blah cinematography but it's just gorgeous to look at and that's one of del toro's big things i love watching him do things that aren't so creature heavy and man he flirted with it but it's just more subtle and it was fun to see him be able to do it and i don't necessarily blame him for the ending being disappointing to me I just think that sometimes when you remake an older film, if you remake it too closely, you telegraph so much because we've seen these films before. Right. And as far as the end being what it wanted it to be, it didn't land at all to me because I've seen too many movies. Right. But I loved it. That's fun. Well, yeah. And uh, I'm not going to, it's not on my list and I'm not going to go into it. But yeah, it was the same thing for me. I really liked getting there. Yeah. For me, it just, um, you know, the end spoiled the it's ride hard. Yeah. more well, for me. But, that's my five. But anyway, all your right. Five. So that's your five. My five is Pig, Oof. which uh, I, yeah. I mean, it I had to be loved. there somewhere. I loved, and I'm glad that uh, Nick Cage actually got 
nominations for it. He's actually getting sort of some attention for it. Even people who don't love the movie as much as I do uh, still are like going, well, but man, he was good. He was good. So it's like, it's not a movie that is necessarily turning up on a lot of top 10 lists. Although uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you, look through enough of them you'll find you'll it. see it. um, yeah. it's still there and, and uh and plus just i'm i'm glad that such a small movie is yeah. getting any attention Good. at yeah. all right um but i loved it I, I i loved yeah pretty much everything about it even though there are some things there are some things in it where i'm like really like yeah, know. uh you know, know there are some things about it i think that <laughs> I, I i honestly i think there are some things about this movie that would have been a little bit different if it had the budget for it. Right. And and it couldn't. Right. It was, it was like, eh, we kind of have to go with so that. So we got to like, do this. Yeah. 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 I, and that's forgivable. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic movie. Um, and my number four is Cyrano, yeah. uh, which is the uh, Peter Dinklage. Uh, and it's, um, what's his name? Right? Right. It's, uh, and, uh, and man, uh, the combination of those two yeah. is... That's cool. Maybe a little bit surprising, actually, even though, I mean, I like both of them anyway. Um, you know, thank God, I think, frankly, that Peter Dinklage got to make this movie because I think that a lot of people have no idea how good he actually is. And yeah. he is awesome in this. And, uh, I mean, uh, kudos for Wright, too, because, man, he's amazing. Like, this movie is that's amazingly cool. directed oh, that's cool. and, and put together in like every way. Um, it is, uh, it's really fantastic and it's kind of surprising. This is a movie that, uh, got so high, I think on the list because you already think it's good and mm-hmm. then it keeps getting better. Yeah. And that, you that's know, cool. and then you get to the next thing and you're like, Oh wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like you already thought it was a good movie and then it just, it's, uh, that's fantastic. Great. Anyway, okay, so that that's is your four. Okay, yeah, my four is Cruella. And when you told me earlier this year when you saw Cruella and you came in flat and you're like, it's a ten, and I thought you were just, I thought you were just joking <laughs> around. I really, I was like, yeah, right, whatever. Police Academy four ten. And you're like, no, man. And you started telling me about it, and I was like, shut up. I still don't believe you. Like even it, knowing when you're joking and when you're not, I'm like, you still just screwing with me. Right. Like, yeah, come on. Cruella. Cruella. Yeah. Go watch it. It's, it's, it's fun and breezy. It, it's not quite like pedal to the metal kind of, it, you know, pacing, but it's, it covers so much ground so well. It doesn't miss a step. It doesn't waste a step. It's beautiful to look at. Emma Stone's great. The sporting cast is great. Emma Thompson is great. Like, I mean, there's not enough great things to say, except that there were a couple films that were just a little better. Yeah. You know, but Cruella, what a surprise. You told me at the beginning of last year that I would be thinking Cruella, knowing uh, I, knowing what I, I know said, about Cruella. I said when we, I like, said when we reviewed it, because it was really early in the year. It was very it early. it came out a long time ago. Yeah. I said when we reviewed it, something's going to have to be really good for this to not be number one. Yeah. And I thought, I don't know what <laughs> mood you were in. And because I know sometimes, like, you know, dispatch. Like sometimes you're in a mood, you watch a film and it just hits different or any. Um, okay. Hold on. All right. Uh, so we're, we're trying this again. We're having uh, technical difficulties. Yeah. And I think this is working now, but so my three is Cruella. Yeah. And uh, so we're not going to uh, 
go through too much because you were just talking about it and we did the whole thing. And, uh, you know, as I said, when I first saw it and we were on the show and you thought I had lobsters crawling out of my ears, right? You're just having fun. Um, uh, like I stand by my statement that, uh, something is going to have to be really good. And it's just that, uh, you know, a year later now, like two things were, two things were really good and, uh, and they were better. But I still stand by my initial reaction. And uh, the weird thing is, is um, this is like a family movie, so it's not crazy that I watched again. Um, but I've seen this a couple more times since then. Uh, oh, yeah, I haven't. And uh, like, you know, somewhere in the summer and then uh, somewhere in like November. Yeah. And uh, it just like completely held up for me. I mean, oh, it's, man. you know, it's really that's good. Awesome. And plus, I watched it a second time right after. Right. That's um, the other Because thing. I watched it with people then yeah. after I had, I had seen it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that. And then my number two is the worst person in the world. Uh-huh. And, uh, that's a foreign movie. And, uh, you know, now I can't remember all the things that I've said and stuff, yeah. but so the, like this one is, uh, the, the foreign movie, this and drive my car are the two foreign movies that really are, are hitting. Yeah. And then also flea. And uh, yep. unfortunately flea gets, you know, for some people more than others or whatever, a little bit like off to the side because it's animated it's it's bordering on being a documentary really um because it's it's kind of like a documentary ish thing right um so i would say not all three of them are exactly the same but they're all very close like the foreign movies that people are really talking about and you've got drive my car and the worst person in the world they're both on like a lot of people's top 10 lists and you know, it's just which one hits more for one person over the other. And this one just hit yeah. way more for me than Drive My Car, which is still great. Was fighting for the top 10. Yeah. Uh, but it's not in my top 10. Yeah. So that's my. That's your. So now you're doing two. like two and one. Yep. So two for me was The Tragedy of Macbeth. And it's it's a bit of a hard sell sometimes to people because. It, Shakespeare is not for everybody, and the language of Shakespeare, unless it's being adapted into some contemporary Baz Luhrmann thing, yeah. isn't easily understood. And I and I get it, you know, I understand it. it. I would suggest maybe just watching this if you have trouble with it anyway. You'll get it. You'll get the gist of it. And after a bit, I I love Shakespeare, and I was an English major in school, so I read a lot of Shakespeare. I've thought about a lot of it. I'm familiar with a lot of it. It took a few minutes for me to readjust so I could hear it and I know what's going on for the most part. I don't know if I could give you a dissertation on it right now, but I I got it. Visually, this thing is amazingly beautiful and stunning in a way that just like took stars off the charts. The performances were all great. Everything was just so wonderful. And the best part about it is that it's just so bare bones. It looks like Joel Cohen just filmed the play and it made me want to watch it again and again and I can't wait to see it again I have a bit of sympathy for someone who has difficulty with it I guess if you can if you can watch it uh throw captions on that does help you find that you're going to be reading a lot and still it's it's a bit of a hiccup because you're reading Shakespeare so it's not fluid um in the way that you're normally used to reading things online or in whatever book that you're reading but I, I can't stop thinking about it. And part of it is the visuals. Part of it's just all the performances. It was just so, so, so great. Yeah. 
So that was my number two. Cool. Uh, number one for me was The Worst Person in the World. Wow. That was, cool. that was the best film I saw. And in many ways, the most honest film I, I have seen since, and we talked about this a bit, uh, the Before Sunrise films. Yeah, yeah. I've spent so much time just thinking, I wish this were a TV series. I just want to keep watching these characters. <laughs> right. Even if they're not still with each other, I just want to dive in a bit and see what they're all up to. If if this were real life and we both lived in that existence together, I would Facebook friend them so I could stalk, stalk them <laughs> and just see what's going on. I cared about them all that much. Right. And I can't say enough good things about it, despite being a foreign film. Tough crap. This is something you should see. It's just so wonderful and it's so genuine and effective and honest. Like it was, it was great. It was the best film I saw last year. Cool. So that, you're number one. My number one is pretty obviously, and not only that, but I think I've mentioned it before uh, The French Dispatch. Yeah. Which I, uh, I just, you know, I, I almost wonder if, um, it, <laughs> here's a weird thing. This is this is like one of those rare movies that I saw with someone else who's not you. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> because normally, uh, normally we do this. Unless it's together. like an animated movie or a family yeah. movie or whatever, and like I go to something with the kids, and even then I've probably already seen it. <laughs> right. The the first time or, I saw I saw it by myself and now I'm taking the kids yeah, to it or right. something like that. Um but this is like uh one of those rare cases where uh, I got to go see the movie with my wife, yeah. right? And, you know, so who knows? Maybe that has some sort of skewing effect. But no. the whole experience of watching this That's movie cool. just, like, really blew me away. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's also one of those reasons that I hate lists, right? Because right. you've got, this is number one, worst person in the world is number two. Yeah. Now, compare them and figure out which one is two and which one is one. And yeah. it's like, what? Like, yeah. what are you even talking about? Uh -huh. I mean, the one is like this you know, seems like a completely <laughs> art house indie movie yeah. for comparing it to the American scene of like a movie that you would get, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's just, you know, some people having conversations really and like, yeah. okay, now, we, now we're in the bookstore and we're having conversations. <laughs> yeah. Now we're sitting here. Now we crash a party right. and we're having conversations and it's like, Nothing actually happens in the right, movie, right? Right. And the other one is like Anderson, it's just you hilarity. know being eccentricity, wild and, yeah. You right. know what? And like, just uh, look at him go. You know, chess. I know. I love chess it. move. Yeah. Thing. Uh, you know, whatever. Um, and plus, it's like all these different stories all in one, mm -hmm. and so you're watching this for a while, and suddenly it's like, nope. Now we're just this other right. thing. Bye. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.